Welcome, family and friends, to Inside the Locker Room with Coach Moore, the number one youth football podcast in Georgia. I'm Coach Moore, the host. This podcast is sponsored by Team Motivation and is geared and focused on bringing you valuable information in today's youth football. In the beginning of every episode, I will be given a quote of the day, and that quote is by Con Gal. No matter what was your last result, no one will remember that if you will make the next one great. Thanks, listeners, for tuning in and joining me in today's fifth episode where I'll be discussing NCAA Clearinghouse, which is now called the NCAA Eligibility Center. The NCAA Eligibility Center, formerly known as the NCAA Clearinghouse, is an essential step in becoming eligible to play college sports. Over 180,000 potential college athletes register with the NCAA every year. If your child wants to play NCAA college sports and receive a scholarship at a D1 or D2 level, you will need them to be registered and cleared by the NCAA. The Eligibility Center is the organization within the NCAA that determines the academic eligibility and amateur status for all NCAA D1 and D2 athletes. All athletes should eventually create an account by the start of their junior year in high school to avoid getting caught in the backlog of athletes trying to get cleared at the end of the year. After your child's account is made, submit their transcripts, test scores, and answer their amateur status questionnaire. Now, once the NCAA has their complete academic records and test scores, they will not review their information unless it has been requested by an NCAA university. The NCAA Eligibility Center clearly states that eligibility registration cannot be complete unless a payment of $90 has been received. Once you have created their account, they need to have every high school they have attended submit their complete overall transcript. This includes submitting their information at the end of their senior year. Second, they need to have SAT or ACT testing centers send their official test results directly to the NCAA Eligibility Center. The most important thing for your child to understand as a prospective student athlete is the NCAA is there to determine their eligibility, not to provide guidance on how to get or maintain their college eligibility. It is the responsibility of the student athlete to understand the academic and amateurism requirements and make sure they are on track to meet those requirements with the help of their school, their high school guidance counselor and school administrators. To be successful in college, student athletes need to be prepared for college coursework. In D1 or D2, the NCAA sets academic initial eligibility standards that take into account. GPA, standardized test scores, core courses taken in high school, and the grades earned in those core courses. D3 schools hold student athletes to the same overall standards for the institution in which they're enrolling. All student athletes also must meet the unique acceptance requirements of the college or university they plan to attend, which may exceed the NCAA standards. Student athletes commit to academic achievement and the pursuit of a degree, and they are required to meet yearly standards to be able to complete to compete. College athletes success is tracked using three measures, grades, minimum credit hours per year and the progress towards earning a degree. The NCAA closely tracks student athletes graduation rates In D1, the graduation success rate tracks the number of first-year full-time students who earned college 
with who entered college with financial aid and graduated from that school within six years, including anyone who transferred into the school. This measurement is unique in what it does not penalize a school when a student athlete transfers to another school if the student was in good academic standing at the time of the transfer. D2's academic success rate is similar to the D1's GSR, short for graduation success rate, except it measures the academic success for all student athletes, not just those who receive financial aid. While D3's do not have an NCAA mandated measurement for academic success. Schools are encouraged to report data on a voluntary basis using the D2 academic success rate measurement. Here are the NCAA eligibility center standards your child must meet. Must graduate from high school. Must successfully complete all core courses. Must have a minimum 2.0 GPA in core must have a minimum qualifying score on the SAT or ACT. These few items are required for your student athlete to have before beginning their registration with the NCAA Eligibility Center. A valid student email, basic student personal information, basic student education history, sports participation history, and payment. Your student athlete is eligible for a registration fee waiver if you have received a waiver of the SAT or SAT fee. This is not the same as a U.S. state voucher. They must have an authorized high school official submit their fee waiver documentation online after they completed their registration. In order to be eligible for an ACT fee waiver, they must meet one of these indicators of economic need. Your family receives low income public assistance. Your family income is at or below the Bureau of Labor Statistics low standard budget. They are a ward of state. They live in a foster home. They are homeless. They participate in a free or reduced price lunch program at school. They participate in a federally funded trio program such as Upward Bound. Your student athlete is also eligible for an SAT fee waiver if they are enrolled in a program for the economically disadvantaged, such as AVID or TRIO program. Your family's income falls within the levels listed by the U.S. Department of Agriculture for free or reduced price lunches. Your family receives public assistance. Your family lives in federally subsidized public housing. They live in a foster home. If they are a homeschool student in the United States or its territories who cannot afford to pay the test fees, you must provide proof of eligibility to their local high school or agency fee waiver administrator. Only a school or agency administrator can provide you with the fee waiver card for the appropriate test. Now I'm going to review a couple frequently asked questions. Question one. How can my student athlete find what classes count for their core courses? Meeting the NCAA core courses requirements is by far the most difficult to understand aspect of academic eligibility requirements for the NCAA. The NCAA does not give your student athlete advice on what specific courses at their high school they need to take. Instead, they need to work with their high school counselor and, if possible, the athletic department. 
that they plan to attend to figure out what classes they need to take. Here are a core. Here are the core courses for D1 universities. Four years of English, three years of math, two years of social science, two years of physical or natural science, one year extra for math or science, four years of religion, philosophy and foreign language. Here are the core courses for D2 universities, three years of English, three years of math, two years of physical or natural science, two years of social science. Two years extra for math or science. Four years of religion, philosophy, and foreign language. It's best you sit down with your student athletes counselor and go over this list together to ensure all of the classes they have taken to this point are approved classes and to schedule out the rest of their school courses so they will meet the requirements. Question two. What happens if your student athlete is not cleared by the NCAA Eligibility Center. In the event that a student athlete is not cleared by the NCAA Eligibility Center, they may be, they may be able to appeal this decision, depending on what caused them to be ruled ineligible. An athlete can work with the administrator at the Eligibility Center to see if an appeal might be warranted. Question three, what happens if your student athlete is one core course short? If your student athlete is one core course short of the 16 courses required by the NCAA to compete at the D1 or D2 level, they can make that course up within one year of their high school graduation. Remember, a 2.0 GPA in the core classes is the minimum. The lower their GPA is in, their, in these classes, the higher their SAT or ACT score has to be. The NCAA uses a sliding scale to determine the ratio between GPA and standardized testing scores. Question four, what are the amateurism requirements? Some of the things that might affect your student athlete status are contracts with a professional team, salary for participating in athletics, prize money won or playing with professionals, Tryout practice competition with a professional team. Benefits from an agent or being represented by an agent. For more information, please contact the NCAA Eligibility Center at 877-262-1492. So closing this episode segment, NCAA Clearinghouse, I want to give recommendations on businesses that I feel do great jobs with their services. Coach Terrence Wood with Before You Go Pro. Coach Rod Clark with Athletic Trust. Thanks to all my listeners, and I look forward to next week's episode segment where I will be discussing offers. If you have any questions or feedback, please feel free to do so. Those questions will be answered Saturday on my Q&A review and recap in the Coach's Corner section. Please follow me on Facebook, Inside the Locker Room with Coach Moore. Team Motivation with Coach Moore and on Spotify, Inside the Locker Room with Coach Moore Podcast. Please and blessings. Thanks.